Welcome to the Screamcast uh, episode. Who the heck knows anymore? I'm done keeping track of episode numbers. Uh, today is a very uh, special episode. I have with me uh, Katie Glidewell. Did I pronounce that correct? That is correct. All right, from the from the blonde in front, and of course Jay Hawkinson, Screamcast writer. Yep. Back on the show after a long hiatus, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been a while. Uh, you both attended the Nightmares Film Festival, and uh, I'm. Uh, uh, this was in. This was in Chicago. Columbus. Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Okay, cool. Uh, I have my notes in front of me. I'm not winging this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have put that notes up. up here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, so I. Jay, you've been doing some write-ups for for the site, and uh, I was like, well, shoot, let's try to do a little podcast episode talking about some of these movies. And uh, and then uh, I believe Katie was there as well, and you both were talking about them after after each screening, so it just made sense for, uh, for Katie to come on. So welcome yeah. to the show, you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So, Jay, if you can just set up what the Nightmares Film Festival is, and we can... Uh, dive into some of these right so so i i had known about the nightmares film festival I, i've never attended it and it was only because one of my friends was actually he did um some work on one of the films that was there and he was he was going uh and he's i was like oh, i'd be interested in going and you know when i went there you know we we, we cruised there from cruise down there from chicago to 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 columbus and you know it was like a you know really cool you know festival and 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 that uh set up really well really great venue like in the university district of of columbus so it's a really cool it's it's the gateway film center just a really cool venue i really like it a lot it's like uh, a multiplex they show a lot of like really cool independent films international films films on 35 millimeter like when we got there they were showing like fright night on 35 millimeter and some mm-hmm. other like horror films, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could just go to these." I mean, this is <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, and then, of course, uh, so yeah, I hadn't been to the festival before. And then when <laughs> when we got there, and Katie was there, and it's funny because I've seen Katie at like so many other events like around Chicago, and it's like, "Oh hey, you know," it's like, you know, I'm you know I'm Jay from Chicago, and she's like, "I'm Katie from Chicago." I'm like, "Whoa, okay, cool." <laughs> and, <laughs> And she immediately is like, oh, I've, I've done this festival before. I'm like, oh, okay. And so, you know, she knows more about it than I do. But, and she was actually there, what, you were there last year, right, Katie? Yes. So, I was there last year. Last year was year three for it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, so what, what's your experience been like, you know, with this festival? Uh, I just, I love nightmares because, I mean, you, one, I think the, two uh gentlemen that are the head of it uh chris hamill and jason testifying that they immediately want to make sure that everyone is taken care of like who do you need to talk to who who can i introduce you i want you to talk to this person and i mean that just blew me away when i was there uh and it even do that um this year too like i think they he tried to introduce us i'm like actually we just met but yeah you know that's great and it's just got um, immediate, you just have this sense of camaraderie and um, the egos are like gone. Like they just want everyone to have like a cohesive unit of like genre. And, you know, 
getting like doing interviews, doing, you know, comparing notes on scripts and possible future projects together. And that's just, I mean, even if this is a, um, you know, a, a festival that has awards, it's not about as awards, it's like supporting each other. And that's one of the things I think it's great that it's, you know, it's the home of like a better horror. And I mean, it says a lot that it's the number one uh, genre film festival on Film Freemoy. So that, I mean, that that's voted on by like directors and people who are involved in the films. And that I think is the biggest compliment that you could ever receive um, for a genre film festival. But yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, even this year, I, you know, meeting everyone there um, this year and like gaining more um, friends and, you know, talking to different people that I'm, I'm going to be doing different interviews with. I mean, it's just, I think it's just a great festival. And you go to a lot of festivals. So, you know, you would put this one pretty close to the top. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely put it close to the top. Okay. Because I, I had the, you know, my, my experience from the festivals that I've gone to, it, it reminded me a lot of, of like the Stanley Film Festival, for example, that's, that's no longer, but, you know, had a, you know, a few good years there. But it was like just a real, you know, kind of like a, a low key, but a real still like a very buzzy vibe there, you know, where mm -hmm. you're just, everybody's like excited. Everyone wants to talk to you. And the people that are that are working the fest are super helpful and it's just you know there's no there's no like negativity there's nothing like you know it's just it's just a really cool place and the, and you know having a great venue helps having the great space that they have for you know the attendees to hang out in i think all of yeah. it just works so well well i mean gateway films i mean is just one of my favorite theaters like honestly in the country if not the world like I mean, like you were saying, you've got the genre, you've got the mainstream, and then they've got these 70, this collection of 70 millimeter and 35 millimeter films. And like seeing all of those, because uh, I got to take a little tour, a little, take a little tour on behind the scenes. Oh, really? And, yeah, wow. I did. Ha ha, I'm feeling <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to see that stuff in the background and they had a, uh, what is it? They had like um, 70 millimeter and uh, like actual film reels, a film like pieces of film from uh, like the black hole. And wow. they, it was, yeah. And they had Psycho that was like still on this. Cause I mean, I mean, one, one, we got there in an amazing time because it was the weekend before Halloween. Right. So right. all of the horror films are playing. It's like, hells yeah, they are. And <laughs> Yeah, I just can't, I mean, I just love that uh, venue so much. Like the little uh, bar in the bottom and the area where we can all hang out up top. The only, I mean, and that's the thing, it, this isn't a negative, but the only negative that I would have is that you are in the middle of, uh, you're, you're at the end of a film, you need to leave the theater, you're talking to everybody, and I just wish we had a little bit more time because then I realized like, okay, so the next thing started 10 minutes ago, so I ended up missing like the intros for either different um the shorts that would you know um precede the features or miss a chunk of the features so i'm like well that's part of the thing that we're doing we need to network and like get to meet people and talk to them about the stuff you know that we've seen and what we're going to see but that's not a negative to have <laughs> yeah i would say for like a for a programming in general like they're it's relentless like it's like probably the most jam-packed festival I've been to and I've been to you know festivals you know from you know like 
everything from whether it's Chicago International Film Festival or it's Fantastic Fest, you know, it's this, they're, the pace that they schedule movies is incredible. I mean, it is like, it is, you're, you're in it and you're going, and you're, you know, and it's, it's, it's quite impressive that they do that, but, and it's, you know, 150 short films, Wow. you know, yeah. you know, plus like, you know, 25 or 24, you know, feature films. It's, it's crazy. So, so I was going to ask you guys, um, how did you schedule your days? Um, uh, is this something like kind of, fan, is it fantastic fest where you kind of have to pick and choose your schedules beforehand? What was that uh, experience like? I mean, for me, yeah, I had to pick and choose and it, would I mean, I would look at some of the things that we're playing. I have seen a few I've seen at, a, um, at other festivals. So then okay. that helped me out because then I was like, okay, great. So I'm not, you know, I've seen this film so I can actually eat or um, <laughs> keep talking to someone. Eating's not, eating is not, eating is a rarity when you go to any film festival, eating and right. sleeping. That was definitely, yeah, didn't get much of either of those. Uh, but it's just, and it's hard because honestly, their shorts program is re so good. And, th but then there are some of these features that it's like, I mean, um, we'll get into the features later, but there's definitely some that I watch twice because I love seeing it the first time. And I, you know, even if I miss the beginning or miss the end, it's like, I, I know the film and I want to see it again on the big screen because I don't know when I'll get to see it. If they'll have like a mainstream release. So yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to uh, do my thing. It, what was nice is that at least on the 24th, which is Thursday, and then on Sunday, they didn't double book like the shorts and the features. So then it's like, great, straight day. Thanks, brain. You don't have to think that much. You just have to enjoy all, <laughs> these, um, all this stuff on the screen and, you know, see, tell people what you think later. All right, nicely done. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, it's, I mean, the opening night, you know, there was two features and then a short film block, but the, the opening night film was Swallow, which yeah. had also played, I think, Brooklyn Film Festival. And then it played at Fantastic Fest. And it, I know that it had gotten really good, you know, reactions out of those festivals. So I was really happy that that was something that we could see there because I didn't see it. Hadn't see it, seen it prior to this. And it was, I thought it was really cool. It was an interesting choice to open a festival because it's you know you're thinking you're gonna get like this like crazy like you know you know probably this this horror film or something it's you know nightmares film festival but instead it's just it's, it's still very dark you know it's kind of like a you know i would say this like a, a much darker you know lifetime channel type movie um that's that's uh stars uh, Haley bennett and she's great in it and and it's i just thought it was like a very interesting choice which was kind of cool because um you know, you're, you're, you're watching this movie and it's kind of lulling you into this, like, oh, okay, it's kind of like this drama, but it's really kind of strange and some weird things happen. And then, you know, the rest of that night, it just, you know, it's sort of like kind of easing you into the festival. I mean, it's not, you know, it's about a, a, a woman who, who gets pregnant and then she just, she starts ingesting things that probably aren't like safe for her that, you know, it's like very dangerous to, to, to eat certain things like, you know, and, and, not like food things, but like solid objects like around her house. And it's just, uh, it's something that you just, it's just a very interesting movie that I thought, you know, it was, it was a, just an interesting choice to start a festival. What did you think about that, Katie? 
Oh, I, well, to me, I mean, you know, awards, nominations, um, all that stuff. I thought Haley Bennett's performance, honestly, was my, uh, I, to me, she should have won uh, Best Actress for the Fest because uh, the conditions she had is called pica. And uh, that's something that not a lot of people know about. And I like the way, I think the way that they showed it uh, was very, very interesting. And I know that was one of the talking points like after the movie, because uh, I know a lot of people didn't know that was, and I um, know a patient that actually uh, did that. And some of the things that um, in the film that she's eating, like when she's eating dirt, and stuff like that. That is something that people, this is a condition that people have, and this is what they right. do. Right. But I also thought that uh, there was a monologue that Dennis O'Hare um, says, like close to the end of the film, that honestly was one of the, uh, it was, I don't want to like reveal what the subject was because that's a big part of who um, the main character Hunter is played by Haley Bennett, but mm -hmm. Dennis O'Hare's monologue was just outstanding and on a subject that uh, is not, I don't know, like it's on a very touchy subject. And that was something that stood out to me in the film. But I, again, I thought Haley Bennett, yeah, Haley Bennett did such a good job in this movie. And I mean, oh, the production design was just ridiculous not to mention uh yeah i wanted everything that she was wearing so there's yeah. that too yeah it's as a female voice i wanted all of her wardrobe <laughs> yeah no it was, it was a beautiful movie I, I just thought it was just an interesting choice because you know you're, you're i think it was kind of a subversive choice actually for nightmares to, to lead with that to open with that so kudos to them for doing something you know unexpected oh yeah definitely because and Go ahead. Oh, and then, you know, and then it leads into Eprings Love, which, yeah. you know, is a completely different. Um, you go from Swallow to then that. Right, right. So Eprings Love is directed by the director of Idle Hands. Yeah, Rodman Flender. Yeah, and he was there. And yeah. It was, yeah, and it was, you know, it was really great, you know, because it's, you know, it, I, you, it couldn't be more different of a film, you know, in terms of everything that it's doing. You know, it's, you know, this zombie teen comedy type film with a lot of heart and it just it's I thought it was great like I really I mean we we had a blast with it we we just thought it was super fun and it's you know kind of like really harkens back to like what he was doing with Idle Hands yeah and I love the whole Romeo and Juliet and Juliet zombie rom-com sort of thing which I mean and I love, I thought the way he did the characters and um, the characters' performances and the choices he made and uh, in the casting was really good too. A little, some, I, something's going on with some feelings about Iowa in the film. That was definitely <laughs> very, um, Sounds I, mean, from Iowa. Were, I mean, someone really hates Iowa from that was, that wrote that film. They really do. Um, I didn't write it, but, uh, but me, me and Iowa are not, uh, any Iowa listeners, I apologize, but uh, I got out of there pretty fast. <laughs> I haven't well, been and, back. <laughs> and then it sets it up. Um, it also sets it up for a sequel, if not a number of sequels. But one of the things, like this is one of the films that I actually did get to see the short for before the feature with Playtime's mm -hmm. Over, which was one of my favorites. 
yes, I really love this short film. It's just, uh, you know, when it, when it, it's so it's, it's a, it's, it's a babysitter and there's a kid and it's a sort of an homage to like horror films. And when it started with like the night of the living dead thing, I was kind of like, Oh, here we go. You know, like, really, mm -hmm. are we going to do this again? And then as it goes along and it starts incorporating other horror films and nods to these different films and you're, you're, you're grooving right along with it. By the end, I was like, I love this thing. Like, this is yeah. like, this is great. This is, this is really, it's really clever. It's really funny. I just love, and I just love how it ends. It's just, it, I was dying when it, when it ended, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I, I can't, I hope many people get a chance to see this movie. So do I, cause it's, that's, I know there are films that have nods, but I love it when there's such an abundance of nods to different horror films that then it becomes almost a, like a, um, psycho scavenger hunt. Like you're trying to figure out like, Oh, what's this mean? What's this mean? What's the un underlying meaning of that? And then the end was just so childlike and yet horrific because you know what the film is. And I'm like, wow, that was really funny. That was yeah. really funny. And then <laughs> even the name, I mean, little girl's name is D which I'm yeah. like, okay, that's a nod um, to D. Wallace Stone. Nice, nice. And then the babysitter's name was Jamie. I'm like, all right, Jamie Lee Curtis. I get it. I get it. That's cute. Uh huh. Uh -uh. Yeah. Well, then, I think what I think what did it for me, and you know, is there's a moment where it goes black and white, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. and it just it gave me goosebumps in a way. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is so clever. The way that they're mm -hmm. doing it. It wasn't like cheesy. It was actually everything they did was 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 very smart and. Yeah, Playtime's Over is definitely like, you know, was a high point for the, the shorts for me. And I didn't get to see a lot of shorts, but that one uh, is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, that was one that definitely stood out um, with the whole fest to me, too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so that so for that day, I think, you know, both we, you know, we didn't stay late that night because we had an early, early day the next day on day two. Yeah. Yes. Like, Sean, the screenings start at 9 a.m. in the morning. Oh. And day, and so, <laughs> so, you know, you're, you've got a late night already, opening <laughs> night, and then it's like, oh, okay, we got to be back here for nine yeah. o'clock. I don't you know, know if I had the stamina for festivals anymore. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. I mean, yeah. you've got to make choices, like Katie said earlier. <laughs> you're making choices on, on, on every screening. And, and so, at least for the first, I think the first three films on day two, which was Friday, they, they, they weren't up against short films, um, short film blocks, but there were definitely films I wanted to see. Like Daniel Isn't Real kicked off Friday morning. Mm -hmm. I was shocked that they put that movie at, at 9 a.m. because I'd already heard really <laughs> good things about it out of other festivals. And, but I'm like, we have to be here. And we have, there's no, we, there's no question. We're going to be here at nine to, to see this. And, and it, and, and as, as it turns out, it's, it's my favorite film of the entire festival. And I'm so glad I got to see it. And I can't wait to see it again. And I think you were there too, right, Katie, for that? I came in late because I stayed out too late. <laughs> but I, I had also seen it before at another festival. I, the regret I have um, is that I missed uh, Check. Right. Because uh, Check is one of my favorite shorts of the year. Uh, the director, Justin Nelson, was there. Uh, he, I, when I saw Check the first time, um, we became friends and I actually told him, it's like, you got to come to Nightmares. Like, you don't understand. Nightmares is amazing. And they end up coming and then I'm a crappy person and didn't show up for your short. But you did, Jay. And yeah. I know you had many amazing things to say about it. 
Yeah, it's it's another one of my favorites. Um, it, it's probably it might be like my number one or number two for the entire for of all the short films I saw. Uh, and I and I saw you know probably I don't know probably three dozen short films. So I saw I saw a good bit. Uh, but yeah, it's such a good it's such a well told story, and it's something that again you don't know you don't know you think you know what's going on. And, you know, it's really about, you know, this, this relationship, this, this new relationship between this, this young man and this young woman. And, you know, she's asking, you know, she's asking this, this man, you know, who's, who's coming and staying at her place, like, hey, just make sure just check under the bed. And you keep thinking, you're like, what, where's this going? And, and it's just, and it, and it's, it, it, it really, you know, gets you all wound up about what's happening. And then, you know, and leading to a place that you're like, super happy that it, that it goes because it really just goes it, it just goes for it it's 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 crazy but it is so well done and it's just a great story and it's like the perfect little story for the short film format it just works so well and i was like this is it this is this is great if you're gonna make a short film this right here this, here's your template right here this a perfect well, way to do it well and the performances are too i mean like uh Jamie Morrow and uh, Jabari Everett are just so good. And I mean, they've got great chemistry on screen and it is, it's just a simple thing that it's like, you know, just do, just do this one thing. Just do this one. This is all I ask. Just check under the bed every night. Check under the bed and we're doing great. Just check under the bed. Just one thing. And you know, it's that just, that's, you know, yeah. maybe nothing happens. Maybe something does, but it's like, if you just do that one thing, that's all I ask. So, yeah. but I love how, it, how you're thinking, like, where's this going to go? Is, 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 some, is she going to do something? You know, what's going to happen is, you know, you just don't know, you know, and you're waiting for it, but it just keeps kind of going on and you're, you're, you're just, you're along for this, this ride, but it is really well executed. I'm, I'm very impressed by well, that. So. And even Justin said, like, in his q and I mean, because there's many people like, oh, I thought this is what this meant at the end. It's like, you know, maybe it is, maybe it's not. It's up right. to you to think what that means. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I would say if, if of all the shorts, I would absolutely put that like in my top five of like seeking out, you know, whenever it's available and watching it. And, and it's something that even I would like if I was doing a, like a movie night with friends or whatever, I would like I would put it on and you know show it because it's so good it's just fun really it was yeah. a great start to the day leading it a daniel isn't real daniel isn't real is you know that's you know directed by uh adam egypt mortimer right uh-huh. and mm-hmm. um yeah it's just wow that movie is so good i mean it's touching on a lot of like you know really great subjects you know and just in terms of like mental illness and you know this you know dealing with you know of course you know you've got you know, this, this college student, he's, and he's got his mother who's, you know, has issues and he's trying to, to help, you know, his mother, but at the same time, he's got this quote unquote invisible friend, Daniel, who is in his life and trying to control his life. And it is just, wow. I mean, and the acting, the, and, and it was throughout the whole thing, I was, I was impressed with like everybody in that film. I mean, it was a very, very, very good film. Like absolutely my favorite film of the festival and the one that I would recommend the most to anybody, um, you know, that, that has a chance to see some of these films. I do agree. I mean, the performances were fantastic. Like, I mean, this is Patrick Schwarzenegger. This is, you know, Arnold's son, but I mean, this is, this is him. I mean, this is not his dad. This is his film. 
I am very, I was very surprised and, uh, I don't know, impressed by how it's like, all right, you know what, if this, if, you know, he's, I've seen him in like a few heartthrob stuff, mm-hmm. but this is something that I think he can definitely excel at in this genre. Like this was a very solid performance by him. And then also by, um, cause he plays Daniel and then also right. by, uh, what's his name? Miles Robbins. Yes. Uh, because I always see him, like he was in the new Halloween Mm-hmm. And uh, he always plays like, you know, uh, you know, those uh, high school sort of chemists, college chemists who it's like, all right, so we're going to take this. It's going to be really smooth. But this was a this was a different take on what uh, I can see him doing like later on and stuff like that. And that's nice to see. He's not pigeonholing himself and just like the long haired um, smoking pot guys. Not that anything is wrong with that. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. I have many, uh, yeah, but yeah, these two guys definitely, I couldn't see this film being the same if they didn't have, if they working off each other. And then also to have, uh, Sasha Lane. Mary Stewart Masterson. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. You That's don't see her and she plays, uh, Luke who is, uh, Miles Robbins mom. And yeah. that, that was a, that was a, that was a heavy role. Like that yeah. definitely showing um yeah what you're talking about um touching on the different mental illness like yeah no i and different dream sequences i thought they did a great job of capturing that right and i liked i i did like sasha lane as like the cool girl artist type you know that's not going to deal with this bullshit it's like no i'm done with you get away you know and it was like it, it you know she's like a it was like a strong role for 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 her you know where it's just she's not just gonna you know play into what was going on but actually be like you know what i don't need this you know i'm done you know so yeah i thought it was great yeah well and then uh like for me i mean they had girl on the third floor which uh you know nice uh again with a performance from that i did not see coming but i want to see more um of by cm punk and you know it's also nice to see it's well i mean i don't know if it's nice to see but it's refreshing to see someone uh, who is covered in tattoos, who is, you know, the lead star. And it's not like some action film or it's about wrestling and stuff like that. And like, this was a horror film. There are a few things that um, I had issue with though. Uh, just basically uh, like a um, listeners, I'm very technologically challenged. Uh, but there are a few things I know, like when you're working on rehabbing a house, you wear shoes, uh, kind of a basic thing. Like I'm not want much of the Bob Vila or, you know, flip or flop, whatever, but I know you wear shoes when you've got a chance of anything splinters. And also you put something on your face when I'm a sandals wearer. Yeah. See there, anything (laughs) covering up a piece you know a piece of flesh on your feet i think that's about (laughs) but um there were just some things when he's trying to rehab a house i'm like that's not how this works that's not how any of this works where i mean come on you can do i mean get something like rehabbing a house for dummies like this isn't how that (laughs) happens well so i I will say this in his defense i will say i don't think it was like his like his thing like I, I think he was doing it you know i think he was trying to appease his wife and they were like hey let's, let's buy this house in the suburbs i'll fix it up 
we'll start a new life out there kind of thing. So I, I think he wasn't really meant to be like this expert on it kind of, I, I think he was supposed to like know some things, but maybe not know everything. Maybe I'm just spitballing here, but I kind of think that maybe because <laughs> I, I didn't really even notice that that's really, that's hilarious. Yeah. So this is Travis. Uh, this is Travis Stevens. Is it his directorial debut? Yeah. 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 Friend of the show, uh, Travis Stevens. He's, yeah. He's uh he's been a guest on the screencast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really liked the film. I thought it was just, I, I thought CM Punk was, was great as this yes. sort of, and I almost like, you know, he was a conflicted, you know, he was kind of like this fish out of water because he's out in the suburbs away from the city trying to rehab this house but he's still trying to be this, this same kind of guy that he's, that he's always been. And it just so happens that the house is haunted, you know? So he's yeah. like, Oh shit, what's going on. And then it just goes in places that very unexpected places and has some incredible effects some some pretty goopy, gooey, gory effects, which are, are great. And uh, I think for me, I, the first two thirds of the movie, I thought were really, really good. And I think in the third movie, some, some things happen with his character. So then it sets it up for his wife uh, in the third act, which for me, I was like, oh, I really, I'm digging CM Punk. He's, he's great. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, now it's her story. It's like, and that was for me, it was sort of like the place where I was like, oh, you know, I wish, you know, it, maybe something different could have happened there. Still good, but it, it kind of threw me there. And I kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is what's going on now. Got it, under, under, understood. I just liked in the film, there's a woman who's a preacher who um, is uh, the minister across the street of the church, yet she doesn't, um, (laughs) I mean, she's like, you know, I've seen people come and go and stuff like that, Um, but yet she doesn't give them like an insight. It's like, look, this place is haunted. Um, there's been a lot of people who have lived here and they haven't um, lived very long lives. So I would say leave. Um, (laughs) but no, she's just like, no, God will do his, um, God will do his will. Like whatever happens, it happens. (laughs) I'm like, I think you guys could have given him at least a heads up. I mean, (laughs) but that was just me. (laughs) But Ooh, it had some such like visuals that were just so gross with ooze and, uh, that, I mean, just the way it looked, I could almost smell it. I'm like, oh, well done. That just was, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. I was, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to what he does. He's, he's produced so many really cool films. It's yeah. just so great to see him in the director's chair, and uh, I think it was a very, you know, promising start, you know, with this, with Girl on the Third Floor. So, yeah, congrats to, to, to Travis. Awesome. Did you, so my next movie was, um, was, um, One Bedroom or One BR. Did you go to the shorts during that? I went to part of the shorts, uh, okay. one BR. So I went to uh, the recurring nightmares. Okay. And um, I went to, sorry, I'm going to look at what the recurring nightmares because I saw about 50 shorts, I think, throughout the fest. So recurring that's nightmares. Not half. I mean, there's uh, like 150. That's not even half the, the amount of shorts. <laughs> Oh, I know. And it's like, my brain is it's like, I was trying to, it's like, did I see this? Yes, I saw that. Did I see this? No, I saw that. Um, the recurring nightmares. I know. What was it? Oh, um, one last meal played, uh, which loved the performance by Matt Mercer, uh, as a, um, 
guard in a prison. I thought he was really, really good. Uh, I think um, Jill um, Gavargazian, who is from KC. And then uh, my, I left in the middle of that because I wanted to make sure I saw some of them, but then I wanted to check out one bedroom because I missed that at another fest. But I know Psychopath, I loved Psychopath. Um, is about this girl who's got a vlog and she goes on different um, paths in the woods to get people involved. And she comes across this cabin when it's raining and um, she's recording everything so she can put up on her vlog later. And it's a weird cabin and then someone breaks in and stuff happens. And yeah, one of the things I liked about it so much is that it was a short, yet I could definitely, I would want to see this as a feature because I get, it, it has that potential. And that's some of, um, some of the shorts that I saw seemed like they were trailers for a movie, but this one seemed like, look, it's a short, but if you expanded this into a feature, I could definitely could see that being successful. Uh, so that was, that was one of my favorites of that recurring nightmares. And then I walked into one bedroom and I missed the beginning, but I think you guys told me what I missed. And I was like, okay, that's kind of what I figured when I missed and when I came in. So it was solid. And I know the uh, uh, actress that was in that ended up winning the best actress for um, the features. Yep. Yep. That's Nicola Brighton Bloom. Yeah. And this, this was probably my second favorite film of the festival. And it, it just worked really well for me. You know, it's, it's this young woman, she, 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 is looking for an apartment in Los Angeles. She finds this, this apartment complex and, you know, they have to go through this process of, you know, getting, you know, getting, you know, interviewing her to, to get into this, this apartment complex. And then she does. And it's so like perfect, the situation that she's in and, and that, you know, something's not right with it. And of course that's true. There's something, there's something very, very wrong about this apartment complex. And so it's, you know, her trying to figure out what it was until she finally like, you know, discovers what's happening and then gets sucked into this entire whole other thing, you know, that's like sort of, you know, this cult, you know, kind of situation with these people that live in the apartment complex. And I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Like great performance by her. I mean, she has to carry that entire film. It's just essentially from her point of view. So she's carrying that entire film and it was such an impressive performance. You know, I mean, the story as it unfolds and, and plays out, you know, you're kind of like, okay, you know, you see where it's going and all that. And really mm-hmm. it's what's going to keep you engaged is just that performance and the people around her, but really her performance. It's like, how, you know, is she selling it? Are you believing what's happening here? And, and then once she, you know, you know, once it goes full on towards the end of that movie, it's like, what's going to happen? What's, you know, where's it going? And it's, it's, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, 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 really good. No, I agree. And it has this, like, I mean, if, they were trying to give it a Twilight Zone feel. I mean, they definitely nailed it. But it's also that what you were saying about the lead actress, she, they had um, their actress actually, uh, something happened and they didn't have an actress and they found her three days before um, filming. Yeah, which is and insane. It, it was just like, you know, out of chance. And I was like, well, it's a good thing you did. Cause I mean, she's, I couldn't see, again, I can't see this film being done without her performance. Cause, and that was a very, that, uh, that was a well-earned um, best actress. Like she was great. She was yeah, I was very, very happy that she won that award. And, you know, it's, it's a story that's in, in a weird way. It's like, it plays like this, like modern, like invasion of the body snatchers type story. I mean, it's not 
that, you know, it's like, if you've seen those movies, it's not that kind of, you know, exactly that kind of movie. But if you just think of like, you know, replacing people with another person and what a cult could do to someone, it sort of plays like that. And I thought that was just a really cool way to, to tell the, a, a very similar story. Did you go then, to, did you go to the short film package next after that? I went, I saw one of, well, the one that stood out to me in the, uh, I think that's horror shorts B that I saw was Boo, uh, directed by uh, Rocka Fett um, Abergirl. Okay. Uh, that was, that ended up being, that's again, one of my favorite, uh, shorts of the year about, okay. um, a woman who is, um, in a addicts anonymous sort of meeting and she comes out and she gets attacked, but then she's like telling the story to her fiance of what happened. And it, it's an interesting take on addiction and recovery and with a horror twist to it that I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say, no, I mean, yeah, I didn't see coming, but I knew, I, you know, it's a genre fest. So I knew something diabolical was going to happen, but I, I mean, it has some great makeup and practical effects, uh, excellent performances. And I believe she won the award. Did she win the award for best actress in a short? I can't remember. Maybe she did. I know she won an award at the fest and it was well-earned, whatever it is, because, um, again, that was one of my, uh, favorite, that's one of my favorites of the entire fest. And that was Boo? Boo. B-O-O? Because I think I have a postcard for that. I think I got yeah. I a postcard at the... Yeah, B-O-O. That okay. was really, yeah, you should, you should definitely, um, see that. And then, did you... When was it? And then also, I know the burden was during uh, Friday night. Burden's one of my favorite. Burden's is one of my favorite shorts again of the year, and I think you like that too, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was definitely another favorite of mine. Um, another one that I, you know, you don't, you you think you might know what's going on, and it, you don't. Yeah. All. And is that like a? Is it Norwegian or Finnish or it's? Uh, I think it's, it's not Swedish. I think it is Norwegian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's where the, where the, the, the guy brings home his, I don't know if she's his girl, just a girlfriend or fiance to meet the family and just things get real weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty, it's really good though. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it could have gone another way that would be just much more traditional or, you know, expected. And I think what it does and, and how it plays with that idea of, of introducing someone to your family. Um, it's, it's just done in a different way that I thought was great. Yeah, no, it's well. And again, I mean, it's just, it, I had, it had one of the best, I think directions of a short that I saw and also some really good cinematography. But yeah. um, again, it's performances. Like I was very impressed by uh the performances in a number of these shorts uh did right. you see nightcrawl no I that not. played nope. okay so nightcrawl is um the short about two guys it's kind of about this like um a, uh, sort of a escape from alcatraz meets shawshank redemption meets the descent mm -hmm. that um is one i mean 
I don't even know how they did the ending and the big reveal because I mean this the set for it looks massive and I was paying attention to see if it was some sort of CGI stuff and it didn't look like it to me but again you've got um excellent performances it's very it's a very uh short amount of time to get um everything across and I thought it did an excellent job of doing that uh I hope I didn't did you describe like Shawshank Redemption meets The Descent? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold right there. <laughs> I mean, it's not, that's what I got from it. It's like, I wrote down, it's like, okay, this is a, bit, a little bit Shawshank. I get it. It's like, I'm right. And now we got The Descent. Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So I take it you didn't see The Reckoning, the, the feature film? I did not see The Reckoning. That was uh, that's another highlight too. That's a very unex- unexpected selection that I think won one of the major awards too. Um, uh, yeah, best thriller feature. It won the award for that, and that was like this this rural backcountry sort of thriller, sort of kind of horror horror type film. It's it's but more thriller about this mother. Uh, this incredible performance by uh, Danielle Deadweiler. And mm-hmm. she's, she's essentially like caught up in this feud and it's like ba- in this back country, like an Appalachia area of these, like, you know, that have gone back generations, you know, these like, you know, like kind of like this family feud between these, these two families. And she's really stuck in the middle and she's, she's tasked with like trying to resolve the issues between these two families, you know, in, against her will, because they basically have kidnapped her son. And she wants to to save her son, and and she's got to go through jump through hoops to try and resolve it between these two families that don't like each other, and it's just it's it's kind of, it has that sort of winner's bone type of, of vibe to it, uh, just because it's like this rural backcountry where there's like their own rules, you know, and the laws are different because they're, you know it's just they're way up in the mountains and this is how they do things, and it's a a really great it's just like a super good film that I, that I'm like wow. This is one I can re- recommend to a lot of people because it's not necessarily like horror or, you know, something that's going to be like too extreme for anyone. It's just something that's like just a really good thriller, you know, with great performances and just a really, you know, and I think in, even in the introduction, I think the programmers that, that had selected it said that this is like their, their favorite film of, of nightmares. And I could see why, because it is just a solid film. It is just really, really good. Re- very impressive. And I'm bummed that I missed that. But I mean, that's, you know, like we said, I'm getting, you have to make choice. It's Sophie's choice. It's right. Sophie's choice during festivals like this. And right. yeah. And I, and, I, and, and so for like me, you know, like I went to the, the short film block instead of going to v, VFW because I'd seen VFW at Fantastic Fest and mm-hmm. that movie, I, that was a hard choice for me because that movie with an audience is nuts like it is like that is a that is a movie you want to watch with an audience that's that's joe joe bigos uh essentially remaking assault on you know on precinct 13 but like full on like it is just it is such such a fun movie and it's you know if you know anything about joe bigos and the stuff that he's done i mean it's like a lot of practical effects you know Uh heads explode you know i mean it is It is fun. It is like a, and it is, it is so much fun with an audience. And I was like, Oh, should I, you know? And, and so everybody that I was like hanging out with, they're like, we're going to that again because we got to see that. That's that movie's <laughs> incredible. And I'm like, Oh, but I've seen it. And I want to see the short films cause I haven't seen those. So 
that was a tough choice. So, yeah. I want Joe Bigos is he, he's really coming into his own. Like I just watched Bliss, oh. and then I want to see VFW, and like I haven't been a fan of his other movies. <laughs> like I like the idea of them, yeah, but I haven't like enjoyed them as much as everyone else. But man, Bliss knocked me on my ass. That that movie. That's so one of my, that's like might be my favorite film of the year, Sean. Wow. Bliss, I am like, Bliss just blew me away at Cinepocalypse. Just blew me away. Well, I, I always love in, uh, cool takes on vampires. I mean, I'm narrating a vampire book right now for, for my, the audiobook stuff. And uh, so I'm like more in tune to vampires. And uh, so I kind of watched it at the right time. But I just, I, I adore that film. Just everything about it was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I got to see it in Apocalypse 2 and it blew me away. It's just, it's got that sort of like the hunger feel to it, mm-hmm. but it's like so right now and just everything about it is just incredible. But I mean, Bigos is killing it in 2019. Yeah, totally. I love VFW. Um, uh, and yeah, no, it really is. It is, it's um, Assault on Priest. It's, as you know a modern well a futuristic assault on precinct 13 within a freaking cast of like legendary actors who um i got to see him talk about making the film and i mean you've got like Stephen lang martin cove william stadler fred williamson they've been in like decades of movies that i think each one of us can name like five that's like oh remember this remember this and you know, he just said it to him straight. It's like, this is a schedule. This is what we're going to do. And I mean, they're like, all right, you know, no egos. We're going to do these roles. And it was just amazing. Plus it had probably one, I don't know. It had one of my favorite kills uh, of the year that, oh God, there's so much blood. There's so much blood <laughs> in this movie. There's so much. And also that the i mean yeah they got to use part of like the actual vfw to do this kill and i'm like "Ah, nicely done nicely done very well yeah but that was that's yeah you're right it is an experience to have um because i mean at the end people were clapping people are cheering and i'm like i don't remember that happening for a lot of the films so that's always nice to um be involved with yeah so i mean that was that was essentially our days on on for Friday, the second day, but I, we had another early day on Saturday. Saturday was a, by far the longest day because I think the yeah. first the first film started at ten a.m. and yes. the, the and the and then the last film started at two a.m. So yeah. you're I mean it is like it's a long day. I'll just there's no I mean it, it was a long day, but I know for me I started off that day with uh, with the animated film uh, To Your Last Death, with, which I thought was uh, really interesting uh, and fun. And it reminded me, it's got the, the, it's like this animated film, but it's like not traditional animation, but more like, um, like motion comic animation. Like I thought uh-huh. of, it reminded me a lot of like TV Funhouse, like that kind of animation, but like much more rendered, but like sort of like where only the mouths move, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, there's like, there's only small movements throughout it. So it made it even more, more funny. And, and it was, uh, I think it, it, it really, and it's just this, super crazy story about this you know this you know this wealthy businessman who wants to who is played by ray wise by the way who is mm-hmm. excellent and they actually made him look like ray wise in the in the movie well, so it was <laughs> hilarious 
but he like he's like this he's got like all these children like you know five adult children and he wants to leave all of his his he's, he's dying he has this like terminal illness and so he wants to leave you know his wealth to them but yet at the same time he wants to kill them so it's like this odd story where they're trying to survive like his you know they're at the, the top of his uh this this corporate tower and and they're trying and he's killing them off and so they're trying to survive this whole thing but yet at the same time there's like these like other people the gods or whatever that are above them above this whole thing that are like using this as kind of like this game and, and placing bets on who's going to survive and who's going to win and what's going to happen on, on outcomes it's like a really crazy story i thought it was a nice way to start a saturday at 10 a.m <laughs> i'll just say that so well yeah because it's like saturday morning cartoons yeah. And then except with a twist and again, a lot of blood and uh, different sort of torture devices, but you've got the voice of like Marina, um, Marina Baccarin as this, yeah, otherworldly being. And I mean, like you said, Ray Weiss, one, it's anything he does, I just kind of adore. And I mean, he was, his performance was so good that he was nominated for best actor, I believe, yeah. um, in that, which that's says a lot considering he's an he's um animated and it was just his voice but i saw that i saw part of that but then i also saw making monsters yeah making monsters the one that i heard so much good things about and i'm like oh you know and that's again this is like where it gets hard because you have to make these choices but i know you saw it and you really like that movie i love making monsters i love everything about making monsters that was actually one of my favorite films um at telluride um and yeah the direction's great the story's great uh the acting by uh well the actor actually um in that film won best actor for the film oh yeah um yeah and, yeah. and uh and the uh is that the about the director- vloggers is that the is it about the vloggers or the youtubers is that what that yes mm-hmm. and uh yeah the husband has this uh uh vlog where he kind of it's kind of like scare tactics where he goes around and he's got a hundred thousand followers and all this stuff but he and his wife are trying to get pregnant and she's like look that's great you want to do this but i need to try and get pregnant and if i do this you can't scare me but she's one of, she's like the star of his show uh and people love that so they go to a friend's house to uh while they're actually at a, like an in vitro clinic, they meet up with him and just random is like, Hey, I've got this beautiful country house. Why don't you come and meet me? And then they go to the house to think they are having a great weekend. Uh, they have a very interesting time. You get to see the wife do freestyle rapping, which that is actually her, uh, Alana Elmer, um, who plays Allison. That's her freestyling and she's incredible. And then it goes dark in a way that's, I don't know, it's just one of my favorite films. Like, it's, I mean, the person who plays antagonist in the film, that was actually his house. Everything that is in that house is his. Uh, And he, this is his first role, uh, playing this, like, demented psychopath killer guy. And he knocked it out of the park. I thought, I thought the direction was great. I think the cinematography is great. And honestly, there's just so many things I can, that I don't have a negative. Like I loved it. Yeah. I think when I read the description about it, I'm like, Oh, vloggers. I don't know if I want to watch that. Like, I think, you know, it was just like, when it, like how that was like, 
described i'm like eh, am i gonna you know do i you know i don't i don't know if i care about that then i remember after the movie everyone's like coming out and like oh that was so great i'm like ah you know it's i could have seen that so <laughs> well and that's like I'm, i saw it before and people ask me about it I'm like no i'm i mean i i'm seeing this one because i haven't seen it but go go to making monsters like i love it and then you know i duck i missed a little bit of uh to your last death to actually see the beginning of making monsters because but then i had to go to to your last death no. and then i missed beyond horror because i wanted to eat something and i regret doing that and i missed both of the panels well i i went to beyond horror and i was that was one that i had like essentially you know circled on my schedule that i definitely wanted to see this because beyond horror the full title the history and subculture of red films um uh, mm -hmm directed by uh, Jesse, Jesse uh, Seitz and uh, Marcus Cook. Uh, I, who actually won best director too in the awards, uh, which I was extremely happy that they won this because this is a, a very up close and personal look at red films and red mm -hmm. films are like that extreme side of horror. I, I remember telling Sean about this, like, you know, yeah. back when he wanted to do a podcast and I'm like, yeah, man, this is like, like, I'm not, it's not, that's not something, that's not an area that I'm like really like, you know, knowledgeable about, but I was super curious and it's, it's great to have a documentary that can introduce you to the directors and the people that are involved in making red films because I've always heard about them. It's whether it's the August underground films or, you know, just, you know, and, and I know that they'd screened uh, Necromantic uh, on, you know, the Friday night. Friday. Yeah. And that, you know, and that was another one that was touched on. Uh, but they talked about all these, they talked to the directors, they talked to people that are very involved just to get their take on, you know, why they make these movies, which I thought was really cool because if you're not into it, and I know it's a very divisive subgenre of horror is red films and because they're so extreme, it's essentially like, you know, very realistic, you know, just in, in some, in, in contextually, like very, very tough to watch some of this stuff. And like, and even what was crazy about it is that they have clips of a lot of these films and people are walking out during the documentary because the clips really? are, because the clips are so extreme and i was not i mean i was like yep i can understand why people would walk out of this because i mean it's it's not just the gore but it's also like vomiting and all this other stuff that is in these films and they're showing it to you in the clips to show you here's what it is like we're talking about it but just so you know here's a clip from it and it's it's not an easy documentary to watch, but it is very, very fascinating because it's shedding a light on this, again, this subgenre of film that I don't think a lot of people know about. Yeah. And See, I, I don't like things that extreme, like my personal tastes. Sure. Wouldn't. But see, in the, in the context of a documentary, I think I would be fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to know what the context is, because you have to know the context. Yeah, I'm the same way, Sean. And I was like, yeah. when I watched it, I was like, I don't necessarily want to sit down and watch these films because this isn't, I, I don't, you know, I've seen a few, not a lot. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm like, I don't need to like see them, but to see, to see them talk about them and why they make them and what the consequences in some cases are, um, I thought was really interesting because you don't, I mean, no one's, you know, until this, I don't think there's been any place that, that, where people can just talk about it. So you understand at least why these exist. Cause I think there's, again, that part of 
the horror community that's like, oh, that, that stuff? No way. That stuff's terrible and it's bad. And, you know, we don't want it, you know, in our community because it's so extreme. But yet there's reasons for it and there's reasons why it exists. And I thought that was really cool. What but were then, some of the reasons um, that they well, gave? I, Catharsis? So I, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely one of them. It's, 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 know, it's, it's knowing that, you know, what you're seeing is, you know, so real and and being able to have an outlet to actually be able to like you know my life you know like things that have happened in my life and and my experiences are are this way and i want to be able to present that you know so that others that are you know have gone through this or understand this know what i'm going through kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i mean that's definitely one part of it and i think there's just that other side of people that are just like pushing the boundaries like you know what We've seen all these other horror films. It's like, how, how much more extreme can it get? It's just continually pushing it, you know? And it's like, how far can we go? And it's, it's out there. I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, and I know people that have seen a lot of these films and they're, you know, and I've, again, I've seen a few of them. And like, they talk about the guinea pig films from Japan, from the eighties. Um, and it's, I just think it's just a really interesting thing that I don't necessarily need to watch those films, but it's really cool to see it packaged into a documentary mm-hmm. hear the filmmakers talk about the films, what, you know, why they made them, what it meant to them, you know, kind of where they've gone. Cause a lot of them actually have actually moved on and done, other, done other things. So, right. But it was, uh, it was pretty wild. And so I think because of that, some of the films that we got later in the day, which we'll talk about, you know, are representative of those type of, of films. Yes, I know there's definitely one we're going to talk about that's very representative of those type of films. Yeah. And see, when you did that, I, oh no, that's when I had lunch. But then I end up going to, I think you saw She Never Died. Yep. And I end up going to Horror Comedy Shorts B, which that was uh, one of my favorite, um, like favorite two hours of the entire fest. Really? Because every single, yeah, every single one of those shorts was fantastic. I mean, there wasn't a weak one in what, the bunch. And what, I mean, what are some of the ones that are like, can you talk about a few that are really good or are they just? Yeah. Um, well, one, I think, uh, I don't even know if they had a different, um, if they differentiated between the um, horror comedy shorts and, or maybe they did. But I know in this one, um, I think almost every single one of them was nominated for like the best horror comedy short. And um, in um, in Flatio, uh, which started out very dark, and then at the very end, you get the punchline was fantastic, and then en- that ended up winning the best um, horror comedy short of the fest. Okay, you get a monkey's paw. Um, who's got a couple of roommates who find a monkey's paw and how they just keep screwing it up and screwing it up and screwing it up. Like it was really, really funny. We follow you. That's like about influencers and what happens when people actually like, um, uh, what get like, they, they will die if they don't like see what the next photo of this person is doing. So that, which I think says a lot about, uh, social media. But one of the ones I thought was extremely funny was shh. Um, that's about two parents <laughs> who have a baby and they, um, you know, 
like just there's not a single word uttered except for shh and it's what they go through and like about parenting and having a child and what that does to your relationship and then uh it's not a very fun ending but this was a great block of shorts like they were all very funny they were very you know some of them were topical um and yeah and but they're also diverse like um you know again nightmares well done like this was my favorite block huh. um so i mean i just i could honestly name every single one of them and say yep 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 and yep but if um of the whole thing um inflatio and um inflatio possessions we follow you and shush were um were the ones that really um, um, stuck out to me. And then I got to see probably my favorite short of that same day, uh, We Die Alone, which um, ended up having the best actor uh, in a short film, um, uh, Baker Chase, who was fantastic um, about this guy who keeps going on these online sites and you know, wants to meet up with women and then he just can't. He'd rather have the image of the woman in his house and he has a nice little relationship with the person that um, he works with, but he just, he's got this like, look, we all die alone. I'm just gonna, you know, have this imaginary relationship. I'd rather do that than actually meet and then something happens. And then he develops something uh, with his neighbor and it was solid, like everything about that short I thought was brilliant. Mm. And, um, but um, Baker's performance was one of the highlights, and that was much deserved best actor. Like he nailed it. Cool. So yeah, Saturday was a very good day for shorts. <laughs> That's awesome. I, so I, I saw She Never Died, which is like a loose sequel to He Never Died, which starred um henry rollins mm -hmm. and you know very you know and, but it's really not related to that movie at all i mean it's essentially like a whole nother new character and she's a you know a, you know woman this time and she's great you know and it's and, and it's not you know i wouldn't say that this is like I, I don't think it like outdoes anything i thought i thought he never died is, is great i think that movie is like really a cool film and i think this one um sort of just extends that, you know, and just with different characters. And I think it's got some, some fun acting in it. And, and it's, and I think her, this, the, the lead that she's just very deadpan and, and, and you know, doesn't really care. She just out to, 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 to sort of be this unreluctant, you know, this, this reluctant hero of the community. And there's like this ring of uh, this underground, like these guys that are like um, doing human, have, that are essentially kidnapping young women and they're making snuff films and all that. So she's like, gets involved to like, you know, save the day essentially. And I think it's just fun. I think it's just like a solid, fun, simple, but very entertaining film. So that was, it was nice. It was like in a very nice slot. I think that was like late afternoon. And then that, what followed was like Blood Machines, which I had saw at, at Fantastic Fest. And I had to see it again on the big screen because, oh my gosh, that movie is like a heavy metal, live action, heavy metal movie. It's just, <laughs> bonkers and it's like and i wouldn't even i don't even i think it's, it's got some issues and it's by the guys that made the turbo killer uh music video for carpenter brute and it's and that video is amazing like that turbo killer is like it's just such an incredible uh uh video music video and i think these guys are like okay well how do we make a fe feature film that's 
in that same universe and they did and i think some of the weak spots are just you know some of the acting some of the how this the screenplay itself but visually though it's stunning it's like you it's the movie that you're like yes you want to see that on the big screen because it's so beautiful and it's so colorful and it's just so batshit crazy too i mean the story doesn't i don't even think the story really makes any sense but it's just cool to see it i'm like okay i want to see that again so that's fun (laughs) and um and then i think after that we had the awards which um there are so many awards number one which is great and i think uh my biggest takeaway from that is like that was like the most attended anything of the entire weekend it was Uh like a packed theater and it's because there's a lot of filmmakers there and i love seeing that and you're like looking around like wow here's everybody that's like actually at the festival they're in this room for the awards and then it was just such a warm and you know atmosphere in terms of like the awards and the and who won and you know having these filmmakers that were literally in tears like accepting their award which was incredible you know because this is for a lot of them this is like their first their first film their first you know their first short film or whatever and the fact that nightmares is acknowledging all of them from like you know all these different short films as well as the features i thought it was i thought it was such a, a really nice touch to the overall festival and to see that and to be there for that you know we were pretty close to the front and just to see to hear the speeches i thought it was great um that's cool. i know you were there katie Right. Yeah, I was in the front, hence my name. Yeah. And um, yeah, I actually recorded, uh, I live streamed the entire award ceremony, which that's always nice. Um, that's always nice to see, like, especially when, you know, when you're, uh, when the people who win the awards are in the moment and they, you know, can't reflect, like, they're like, oh God, what did I say there? And it's like, and I get to, like, don't worry, I recorded the whole thing. And like, oh, that was great. And one of the things when you were in Blood Machines, I was at the Ohio Shorts and I saw Look Twice that then ended up winning the Ohio Shorts. Um, right. Uh, Best Ohio Shorts, which I thought that was great too. Um, that's about a guard who sees this like weird image on the screen and it was just very intense. And uh, again, great direction, great acting in it. And that that's one that I think is definitely making um, some headway at different festivals but it's just uh, you know it's one of the things that I love about nightmares is is the award ceremony because I say it's like you know it's not an emphasis on the awards it's the fact that you know we're all here we're supporting each other and you get that feel in that room like everyone is just excited to be nominated and I mean you know I think 99% of those uh, speeches were like I don't even know how I got here. I didn't realize I was going to, I'm totally not prepared. I have nothing to say. Thank you. And it's just, you know, just a big love fest that, uh, you know, had some very well-deserved recipients. So that was great. And then after that, we had the lodge. I went to dinner. Oh, did you? Because I saw the the lodge (laughs) at the apocalypse. Yeah, I saw the lodge at Cinepocalypse too. I forget what I did. I see the horror show. No, I went to a little bit of the lodge, but I probably ate at that same time too. And then um, I went to the Thriller Shorts for a little bit, and then I snuck into um, after the Thriller Shorts. I went to well, that's Thriller Shorts is where I saw We Die Alone, and then I went to Scare Package. And Scare Package, I saw. 
at a fest before that. I saw it at Telluride. It was one of my favorite fests. Honestly, I love seeing Scare Pack just the second time um, than I did the first time. And, and um, that, that's the anthology. Right? Yeah. It has like seven or eight directors or something. Yeah. It's got like Chris McEnroe, uh, sorry, Chris McEnroy and um, Anthony Cousins, which Chris McEnroy's uh, short that he did in that uh, is, he's just so good. He's just, I mean, cause it, uh, that is such a brilliant, like horror comedy with everything in each one of those uh, little episodes did that, I think very, very well. But I mean, Chris McEnroy's to me um, stood out the most, but yeah, I, I did. I really did like watching Scare Package the second time more than the first because I knew it was going to happen and I just got excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it too. And, and Emily Higgins is, is also one of the directors and I've been following her career. I mean, she started, she made her first movie when she was 12 years old. And um, oh, wow. so it's, it's great to see her, you know, progress through all these films. Um, so I was really happy about that. Um, but I think as far as an anthology goes, just as a horror anthology, I think it's it's almost perfect in a way because it delivers exactly what it's supposed to. You know, it's funny and it's it's it has the horror, it has the practical effects, and it's funny. And I mean, that's the big part of it is that you know that's you know kind of like in that you know when you think about creep shows, I think like one thing that makes creep show you know a great horror anthology, one of the greats, if not the greatest is that it's also funny. And I think this does really, really well at being very funny. And that whole, our theater, I mean, that theater was like having a great time watching Scare Package. Oh, yeah. And I mean, each one, because I mean, even Aaron Coots directed the whole thing with um, Chad's, what is it, the uh, video store uh, clerk thing. And, you know, there's nice a nice little surprise mm-hmm. guess that um, I didn't know was going to happen. And then you see it's like, what? What's yeah, he doing yeah. here? And right. I look forward, uh, spoiler, to the sequel that I know is um, in talks. And I got a little, uh, when I talked to the director, he told me like what, um, uh, he gave me the pitch for it. He told me what the pitch for it's going to be. And I'm like, I can't wait to see that. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you know, I, this is one of those films that I just want to see over and over and over again to pick up on different things that I missed right, right. when I haven't well, been in the theater. And it's funny because, because Aaron said this after the, 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 during the Q and a that it, they originally were going to call it tropes because that's all yeah. it is. It's mm-hmm. all these, these horror tropes that you've seen in every, all these movies, but that are all thrown into this, this one anthology. But I thought, you know, and then he's like, but Scare Package itself as a name is, a, is its own trope. And it's like, I'm so happy. And I told him that per, I, when I was talking to him, I'm like, I'm so glad that you called it that because that is such a great title for it, for, for you know, this, this, this film. This, it's, it's super fun, really enjoyable. Yeah, I'm really hoping I can see this again at a fest because yeah. I just love the crowd reaction. This is one of my favorite crowd reactions uh, for a film at a festival this year. I think, I, but I think it's going to shutter next year. Is that correct? Uh, from what I heard, maybe in May. So there's a possibility it could be at some festivals next year, possibly cool. even in Chicago. Okay, cool. Did you go to the shorts next or did you go to Antrim, deadliest film ever made? Uh, I went to Antrim. Okay. Which... Uh, I saw that at uh, Windy City Orama. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's a film. Uh, you could hear a pin drop in that theater. Yeah. It is so quiet and tense. And it's a good thing it didn't come out in the 70s. It's got that 70s feel to it. It's like almost too real. Like yeah. watching it, it has a little bit of that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I don't know. I, is this, I, I feel like, I feel like we're, I feel like this is actually happening and these people are doing this stuff and I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, you know that it's got to be, um, I think it was filmed like in 2016 or something or 2015. But yeah, it's a good thing it didn't come out in the 70s because I don't think people could handle it. Uh, it's, it's intense. And then one of the things I like about it is it just, there's so many things that you can pick up on with like the symbols and the devil worship and, or is it not? And the demons and the relationship between the brother and the sister, like trying to find their, um, dig their way to hell to like find their dog that died. I'm like, what is going on in this movie? And then you've got the whole like grittiness to it that makes it seem, like I said, way too real. Uh, but yeah, again, I, uh, at Windy City Horrorama, you could hear a pin drop in that theater. Like it felt like I was in a tomb. It was so quiet. Same thing with this. Um, same thing with this, which I said, I mean, for a horror film, that says a lot when it's like, you know, you're in a, uh, a theater full of people yet. There's just this uneasy feeling like what's going to happen. I don't even want to whisper <laughs> Right. Or I don't want to breathe too hard because it's going to wake something up. Uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, I, I thought Antrim was great. Yeah. I just, I, I like the framing device of it, of like setting it up like this, like lost film, cursed film and uh-huh. how it hasn't been seen by anybody. And now they finally found it. Now they're and now you're going to see it. And, and the whole time you're like, what's going to happen to me from watching this, you know, kind of like that sort of feeling, which is pretty uh-huh. cool. Well, even because I mean, they they preface this by saying like, when this is filmed, whenever this is played, like it, um, the theaters have burnt down. And I I saw this on a screener, and I was a little like the deadliest film ever made. I was like, okay, is this like a documentary? And I'm gonna, it's this is like they're sending me the ring. Like, did someone not like me? And like you're watching it, I'm like, I don't necessarily. No, I don't know. But I mean, seeing the theater, it's a whole different experience. And that's, I'm so glad I got to see that there. And then I don't know if I like went to go get something to eat or if I was talking to people, but I um, walked in late to Obsessed, The Obsessed. Obsessed was was the midnight movie, part of the late night mindfuck block, which they call (laughs) it for Saturday night. So it's two films. Um, it's and it starts at midnight. And the Obsessed, and that was directed by um, Damiziano Cristofaro, who's also in the uh, Beyond Horror uh, documentary. Oh, nice! See, I did not know that. I like the cats in this movie a lot. There's a lot of different cats, which are very cute. This, uh, this, this very movie, bizarre film. Let, let, let's just say so. This movie is a guy <laughs> who is obsessed with a singer, and is doing crazy things to his body, you know, because of the singer. Because he is obsessed with the singer, and it just continues just to go down, and it just gets crazier and crazier as it goes along. But he lives with like twenty cats. It's like something like that. There's so <laughs> many cats. Um. I mean, there's literally a scene where he's, he sits down to eat 
and one cat jumps up on the table, then another one jumps up, and another, and it's like it's it's almost like a comedy bit. Cats just keep jumping up because they want to see what he's eating, and they just keep coming out of from off screen onto the table, and you're like, what is going on here? Like you don't, what is this supposed to be a comedy? It's just, I mean, I think it maybe it is. It's maybe or or at least it's unintentional. I don't know, but it's. I thought that movie was kind of was funny. I mean, it was it it was different. Um, and, different and then, is very nice. Different. You were very kind, Jay. And, yes, it was very different. <laughs> but what I thought was, and this is why I think it, I think it kind of has to be sort of like humorous. Is that that singer? Those songs were terrible. Like oh, just yeah. awful. Like every time he would like fire up her video, and he was like playing the video and and talking to her on the screen. I'm like, this song is terrible, dude. It's like, you like this? It's like, uh. <laughs> so yeah. It's, well, like, he, wasn't there, wasn't there something where at one point he threw up in a bowl and then the vomit turned into his face and it was talking or something? Yeah, Am I that, yeah. dreaming that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, it but This is one of the reasons why I love this festival. I don't know where I would see this. I don't, I mean, I don't think, I'm not going to like, I don't think I'd find it on Netflix. Yeah. I'm not going to be like going on demand. Yeah. It's like, sure, let's, let's see what this is and pay yeah, $5. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm, this is one of the things why I love about Nightmares Film Festival. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's like a very extreme body horror film, which I would say for sure that movie, but the, the last, the, the two o'clock, the 2 a.m. movie, 29 Needles, <laughs> that is a movie that I'm like, I know I would not see anywhere else. Like there's no festival that is playing 29 <laughs> Needles. That movie? No. Wow. You want to just talk about a movie that is totally like just something you're, you just would not see at a festival. Like I no. am so, I can't believe it. I mean, I, I still like even now thinking about it, I'm like, wow, they did that. They played it. They did it. They showed it. Nightmares did it. Whatever. Um, and I remember talking to Jason the next day about that. And he's like, I'm proud that you went for that. <laughs> you stuck around for that. And I'm like, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to see that. But, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it's something. But, yeah, you were there. Well, uh, yeah, I was there. And, in fact, because I wasn't sure if I was going to – I mean, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, right. you – I mean, Sean, you got to realize we've been there since around 10 a.m. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And it's not like I can go back to where <laughs> I was staying, take a nap, and then come back. No, I was there since around 10 a.m., um, there are a number of people who are going to leave and I'm like, look, you know, uh, I haven't, I haven't heard much about the film. Um, all I know, it's like, you know, someone said like, well, I heard it has a lot of penises in it. So it's like, so, you know, <laughs> we're all adults. We can handle, you know, I can handle some penis. You can handle some penis. Like, you know, <laughs> so like that was not, that was very, there yeah, was that's of- not what I would say. When I, when, if I describe that film saying I heard it had a lot of penises in it is not even close to what i would use to describe that film there was a lot I mean, of handling i will say okay. that yeah we there should was a have them change they they added a blurb on on their on their facebook page on one of their uh from us from you jay and i'm gonna have them change it change it to that yeah there's a lot of penis handling <laughs> yes they're definitely there's a, i mean there's definitely there are a lot of penises in different orifices and different things and different people and places and whatnot and then there's also just insertion of different objects and different orifices and <laughs> there was one time where i mean i could i could feel my face making 
um, just this reaction. Like, I don't, uh, what, how did that, how do you fit that in there? I don't understand. Like I, I should, I, I mean, people have babies, but I don't, where did that come from now? I, and so, oh, and how do they get that close to fulfillment? But then there was um, a part where I like, I like actually gagged. I thought I was going to get sick. Like, cause there's just some stuff with fluids and it, I mean, it's, I think it, you know, in the end it ends up that I think the lead character has daddy issues. I mean, to sum it up nicely, but there's like a lot of um, like body issues and um, like not body dysmorphia, but just, I don't know, some like SM. I love, I think the way they sum it up in the uh, programming, it's like when the pain he inflicts on himself can no longer hold back the horrors in his head, a man gives in to his most forbidden desires. I mean, that is making it sound very sexy. And this is like taking the word disturbing. I don't know. I think if you had the definition of disturbing, it would have a picture. You could have a picture of 29 needles next to it and just, just say, watch this film. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it, yeah. I mean, again, it's, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to see this anyplace else. I mean, nightmares <laughs> did it. I don't know where I would see this. So I'm glad I went to nightmares to be able to experience that. Wow. So we need to start uh, wrapping things up for time. Is there a way we can uh, kind of rapid fire day four? Yeah, it's the last day. So there we, there's, there's only three features and, and a handful of shorts to discuss, but yeah, let's, we can, have, have we hit everything on, on, on day three, yeah. the award yep. ceremony? Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Day three was, I mean, day three was a big one. Day three, yeah. had what I think 10 and then so many shorts and the awards. I mean, uh, day four that had my favorite film, Puppet Killer. I loved it. That was my favorite <laughs> film of the fest. Absolutely. Can no, we, so what is, Puppet, what is Puppet Killer about? Because the title itself, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, so is, this, puppet is this a puppet movie or, or no? Because I'm just going to assume it's just a, a puppet slasher. Uh, it kind of is. It has <laughs> a puppet that's very Muppet-like, you know, Sesame Street, that goes on a killing spree. Okay. Um, well, that kills this little boy's um, stepmother. And then he grows up to be a 17-year-old man. What is brilliant is that the director, Lisa Ovies, um, cast the 17-year-old as a 40-plus-year-old man. This is very obvious. Uh, and his dad is like a few years older than him. I just immediately just thought that was just so funny. And she's got, uh, I mean, there's uh, different what, I mean, the Soska sisters are in it. You've got a lot of different horror tropes, um, nods to different horror films. Like there's three characters that are named Jamie, Lee, and Curtis. And uh, I just thought it was just so funny. It was, it was great. It was, and, you know, when the little boy is 17, he takes his friends to the same house where his stepmother dis disappeared. And there's his puppet friend and um, all the killing starts happening again. Uh, yeah. I love this film. Yeah. It's very tongue in cheek. It's a, it's a very fun movie. And I, and I love that it's, it has its own, it's, it's making fun of horror tropes that you're used to seeing, but doing uh -huh. its own thing with them, which is great. 
Super and it's cool. also I'm a in. Christmas movie, so that'll be Perfect. one of my new favorite yeah. Christmas movies. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, the other feature that I would want to talk about is Slaughterhouse uh, Slumber Party by Dustin Mills. Really yes. had, had a super fun time with this. I mean, it's essentially, you know, it's like an all-woman film. It's a, kind of like even Dustin said this, you know, he, he grew up on seeing like Jim Wynorski films, you know, and you'd see like these big casts of women in his films and, you know, they'd get unclothed and, you know, be doing silly things or whatever, but it'd be a horror film or an action film or whatever. And he wanted to create a film that was like that. So essentially you've got, you know, a house full of women that are mostly nude, like the entire time, <laughs> which is crazy. But it's like an Evil Dead, a take on an Evil Dead. And it's okay. like super fun, super silly. Great acting, though. Just, I mean, they're yeah. all like fully committed to this. Like all these, and they're naked. I mean, they're naked running around doing these these crazy things, but they're fully committed to it, to the, the story and what's happening. And I just thought he did a great job with it. I was like really, I had a, that was one of my favorite films just because it was, it's just so much fun. And it is such a throwback to those kind of films that, you know, we're used to seeing, you know, like again, the Wernerski films and others. So yeah, that was great. I think you saw that too, Katie, right? I did. And I loved the music in that film. I thought that oh, yeah. was great. Uh, I thought they had some great practical effects. Uh, one of my favorite performances in a feature, Haley J. Madison. I mean, if they had an award for best supporting actress, I think she would have gotten it hands down. Yeah. Like she was my, um, she was probably my favorite actress in the film. She was great. Uh, there is a lot of nudity and let me, it's, let's clarify. It is full on nudity. There is no like, you know, Oh, invisible G string. No, there's nothing. I mean, those girls are buck naked. And I mean, it says a lot and like, look, it's hard to be running around like that. Um, yeah. but it was fun and you know, it had a fun, it, it's like, yeah. you know, the it's girls working movie. together. Yeah. It's a fun movie. And um, then I ended up seeing like a lot of shorts. It's like the thing with the glowing green eyes um, about a little support group. And uh, that was in the Ohio shorts block. And that's directed by uh, Jeremy Herbert. That was fantastic. I can see that being a feature. It's a group of people in um, Ohio. They're having like a meeting. No one comes to the meeting. So there's only four of them. And they bring up like, you know, uh, there's people with glowing green eyes and each one of them has seen them, but it's like, why haven't we done anything about it? And that I think had a cool message to it. I could definitely see that being a feature. Uh, Communication is key by A.D. Burnett about, you know, what it's, you know, communication with a couple. You really need to talk and not take each other for granted. I think that was amazing. Let Me Play was one of my favorites of the fest. Chickens. Ooh, Chickens is honestly one of my favorite uh, shorts of the year. Uh, it's very uh, political and topical. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just a social awareness of the injustice that's been going on and stuff, but also having a social media um, aspect about it that I think everyone needs to see because honestly, I think it is brilliant. Uh, Rehome, I think, with um, directed by Izzy Lee that had Gigi Sal Guerrero in it. Uh, that again, you know, you're talking about um, the times right now and um, with the uh, just different awareness of um, trying to help your child when stuff is going on with the uh, political aspects of our time. And then uh, Abby and uh, Fused. Uh, Sunday was a great, another great day for shorts and yeah, I mean, and that was, um, ended up being the 
last of the fest. I think it was Z the last film of the fest, which kind of goes along with A, B, and Z. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. I also. I, mean, like, I don't know if they I did. Like, I don't know if that's the reason why they did it. I thought it might be, but. Be. Um, <laughs> I really liked uh, Fuse a lot. That's uh, I think that was that's Stephen Rhea, right? He. Yeah, Fuse is Stephen Rhea. Yeah, really good one. And I also like Wash, which I thought was a really like hyperkinetic, like stop motion, but like live action short about the laundry that was crazy, the, the monstrous laundry situation they had. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the, the shorts were solid um, for for the final day. But yeah, and that was it. That was that was it for. Very nice. Yeah. Man, I felt like I've been there. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was a great. It was a great festival. I it was go. honestly a great. You're gonna have to come next year. <laughs> I know. Uh, it sounds right up my alley. I mean, I, I get intimidated by some of these film festivals, and this one sounds um, kind of down to my sensibilities. I think. Um, it's it's super. Yeah, it's super chill. Like it, that's what I yeah. love about it. It's like there's, it's not like a high pressure situation. Like Fantastic Fest is like on. Like it is crazy. <laughs> But this is like so chill. I just love it. I, I thought it was so great to have a festival yeah. where you can just hang out and chill and talk to people. Awesome. Yeah, Very cool. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to check out Nightmares Film Festival, um, it's nightmaresfest.com. So you can check it out there. You can uh, keep, you know, I guess sign up just so you know when the next one's going to happen and uh, next year and uh, get on, get your tickets and, and plan, a, plan a festival trip. And you can read my recaps on the on the screencast. And yes, yes. Read the recaps over at uh, thescreencast.com, which has been completely revamped. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very happy about the the uh, the revamp that uh, my web designer did <clears throat> uh, and and paid for. But um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. I did it myself. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually, you can actually find articles and stuff now easy, easier. And it, I love, I like the setup a lot better now. So it, it had been, it had, the site had been bugging me for years. So I finally just got my shit together and, and fixed it. And uh, now we got, you know, more writing happening on the site. So I'm very happy about that. And uh, I think a new article from a good old bead, Jermaine, should be hitting very soon. Yep. Um, horror from so, down under. Horror from down nice. under. Uh, articles so um all right sorry it's it's you know it's a weekday it's getting late for me <laughs> starting oh to, i know it's later oh, for you guys thing. which is ridiculous Matt, <laughs> no, it's later for one us. last thing it's almost midnight for us one last thing if anyone's interested in seeing like any of the q a's from the fest uh the full coverage of the award ceremony and then just uh pictures with the directors and um, different thing you can check those out on my site the blonde in front on instagram facebook and youtube because i've got yeah. i made sure to record like almost every single one of the q a's and it's really good it's really cool to see the directors or um actors anyone involved talk about the films and how excited awesome. they are perfect i'll make sure i put a link to all your stuff in the show notes so everyone can just head down there and click on that stuff um katie thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the screamcast Thank you for having me. I loved it. <laughs> and Jay, thank you for for uh, for helping this come together. And uh, this episode would not be a thing if it wasn't for you. So thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Sean. It was great. <laughs> My pleasure. I always like doing right. a Dreamcast podcast. And Jay, where can people find you on Twitter and stuff? What's your 
Twitter name? Uh, you, can, you can follow me on, on Twitter. Um, if you're on Twitter, Sleestack with two Ks, at Sleestack with two Ks. Or, or just follow my, my writing at uh, Screamcast. Um, but I'm also Sleestack on Letterboxd, too, if you're on Letterboxd. Two Ks, very important. Two Ks. There's another. There's another. Someone's made that mistake. <laughs> another Twitter guy out there. <laughs> this the Sleestack. So spelling is very important. I'll put, I'll put in the show notes. Uh, Katie, did, did you give your uh, your Twitter and Instagram handle, or is it just the blonde in front? It's the blonde in front. Um, I am not on Twitter. I That's just bet. am. Hold, yeah, I'm. I'm holding off. Uh, but no, I am on Instagram. I am on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube videos. Uh, my minute reviews, and then different Q and A's at different festivals and screenings and whatnot. All right, perfect. Well, you can find me over at, of course, thescreamcast.com. Um, and over at uh, screamingpods.com, and uh, I'm not gonna spell. Oh, oh, oh! I I, sh- I changed my Twitter handle, so it's easier to yeah. p- people can spell it now. Sean narrates, just Sean narrates on uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter. So and Instagram and all that stuff. So follow me there. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening, Katie and Jay. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll talk to all of you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun.